York and Chapel presents Brands That Matter, the weekly podcast that explores companies whose products, policies, or practices make the world a better place. Now here's your host, John Rarick. All right, thanks for joining us for another episode of Brands That Matter. If you're a regular listener to this show, you've heard all types of stories about how entrepreneurs have woven causes into the very fabric of their brands. Well, pun intended fully because my guests this week have done exactly that, literally. Joining us today are Jake Teitelbaum and Lexi Corian of Resilience Gives. Jake, Lexi, thanks for being here. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having us, John. Thank you. You know, you both have amazing stories of your own, but I think the convergence of those stories is what resonated most with me. Uh, Jake, share with us, if you will, the Genesis story of Resilience Gives and how you and Lexi found each other. Yeah, absolutely. So I was diagnosed with refractory Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was 21, cancer of the lymphatic system. And you know, over the course of a year and a half, I started spending a lot more time in the hospital, right? It was uh, infusions, it was going in, you know, when you spike a fever, any little thing, you end up in the hospital. Um, and so over that year and a half, you know, every time you're admitted to the hospital, you get this welcome package of sorts, you get your, your really tacky gown, and your ugly beige, really floppy non-slip socks. And, you know, that always stood out to me. It was like, man, I'm, I'm going into this hospital a lot. Like, it would be, it would be nice to have a good pair of socks. <laughs> and, um, you know, one time when I was hospitalized for my bone marrow transplant, so this is probably the fifth time I've been hospitalized over the course of five months um, and my longest stay in the hospital, um, there was this one particular moment that kind of really catalyzed this idea and I was standing in my hospital bathroom. Um, I've been in the hospital for 19 days. Over those 19 days, I've lost 20 pounds. Um, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm just the most pathetic version of myself I've ever seen. Like, you know, I have my IV pole next to me. I'm all hooked up, and I'm about to get into the shower, and I'm kind of scanning my body. And my eyes are really sunken, cheeks really prominent. And I started to cry. And I started to cry because I was just um, this heap of flesh, for lack of a better term. Like, I was so pathetic. I was struggling to support my own body weight, even though I was 20 pounds lighter. And I am about to get into the shower. And before I take that step, I, my eyes eventually, they wander down to my feet. And looking back at me, are just the most ridiculous pair of socks I owned. Um, and in that moment, it went from, I went from crying and feeling bad about my situation to this really awkward culmination of, of laughing and crying, right? And in that moment, I realized that, like, yes, this is where I am and this is where I'm going to be for the next bit in my life. But the story doesn't end there, right? There's, there is light at the end of that tunnel. And, and this experience, you know, is giving me an opportunity to grow from. And that was the very beginning of what would become Resilience Gives. So it's amazing. It's, it's the little things. And I know exactly what you mean, where you just sort of blundered into it in that, that 
culmination of all those emotions. That must have been really overwhelming. What was, how did you take that feeling and go, hey, I've got an idea? Yeah, it was kind of, it was that feeling combined with the very practical aspect of when you're hospitalized, you're given these really poorly made non-slip socks. And as someone who is, you know, a user of that product, spending a lot of time in the hospital, it was like, hey, you know, like, we can make better socks than this. Um, and so that was kind of the beginning of it. And it was, you know, and a, a journey from that point to, to create a product that, um, that people in the hospital or people in their house would really want to wear. Well, I know, I know the socks themselves tell stories, and those are other people's stories. How did that come about? Yeah, so when you're in the hospital, especially on the adult side, it's kind of this very sterile environment, right? It's white walls, um, you know, beige gown, beige socks, right? And um, I wanted to bring a little bit of life to that, <laughs> you know, I um, I think what you wear is an expression of who you are, expression of how you feel, right? And um, I think funky socks are a, a fun way to do it. So um, when I started feeling better, I started working on the concept that would become Resilience Gives. And so we worked with one younger patient. He was uh, 14 years old, an autistic patient who was um, battling also uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And... Uh, we wanted to create something that would allow him to express who he was when he was in the hospital, just a little bit of uh, his own personality, right? Yeah, and, and how did it come about? You, you, you've, you've woven in this really great give back. How did that come about? And I'm really curious to see how you fulfill that give back piece of your business. Sure, sure. So... The give back just seemed so natural, right? It was, we were working, we started working with kids who are battling cancer to design socks that are inspired by their journeys, inspired by what matters to them at this point in their life. And the give back just made so much sense. It was, you know, if we're going to create these funky socks that have, are inspired by these experiences, well, crap, I mean, we should try to, benefit people that are elsewhere in the country that are also experiencing similar things so the give back of for every pair purchased we would donate a pair to a child that's currently in the hospital just made so much sense right because not only um is it a way to to give people uh, that little sense of comfort but also you know they know that there are other kids out there who are standing in similar socks right it's there's a connection among within the patient community. Um, and I think that this buy one, give one um, helps connect kids across the country. That's so great. Lexi, I want to hear about your background. Tell us how you came into the picture. What were you doing before all this? Yeah, so um, I'm actually from Arizona and I went to the University of Arizona, got my undergraduate degree there in engineering. Um, and afterwards was kind of grappling with what I wanted to do in the future. Um, and so I had always kind of considered getting my master's. So I started to kind of scan 
see which schools made sense. And I ended up at Wake Forest to get my Master of Science in Management, um, which is where Jake actually got his undergrad degree. So um, I actually, when I was at the University of Arizona, I also battled lymphoma. So I'm also a survivor. And I told my roommates this when I got there. Um, and one of them was actually, she had gone to Wake Forest for her undergrad as well. And she was like, oh my gosh, you have to hear about this company called Resilience Gives. You would love the work they're doing. Um, and so I reached out and got involved and, uh, yeah, I was the first ambassador and then came on full-time as marketing manager and co-owner over the summer. You know, it's, it's really unique in the fact that First of all, the, the the company itself wouldn't have would, wouldn't exist today if you both hadn't been thrust into this pretty awful situation. Um, but even that being said, neither of you would have been involved in this business or even met had you not gone through this whole thing. So, so Jake, what were what was the plan for you had all of this not happened? Because you were obviously on some trajectory before you found out you were ill. Yeah, sure. So I was a student at Wake Forest when I was diagnosed. I had just finished my junior year. Um, you know, I was really interested. I was getting a major, a double major in Spanish and business um, and was really interested in this intersection of um, social movements and business, right? This, you know, the idea of social entrepreneurship is something that has become increasingly popular with our generation um, and was you know, I think was beginning to really peak. You know, you had seen the likes of, of Whole Foods come about, the likes of Tom Shoes, Patagonia, these brands that were, uh, you know, creating good products and doing good in the world um, through those products. And it just seemed like such an exciting thing to, to pursue. So, you know, I, I don't know exactly where I would have ended up had I not, um, you know, been diagnosed, but I... I think it would have been trying to to explore it through um, explore the realms of social entrepreneurship, you know, through an existing company. Fascinating. You know, the company is still in in its in its infancy, so I know some of these memories are fresh for you. But a lot of a lot of our listeners are always they're interested in you know, hey, I wonder how this got started from a business standpoint. Like, share with us a little bit. There must have been some hurdles you had to get through. Some of those things that you you both looked at each other and said, "Oh, never expected that to happen." What were some of those things, those challenges you had to overcome to get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I think on a very practical level was sock production. Um, when I started and started working with our first manufacturer, the product that we came out with was like your standard casual kind of dress sock. And, you know, it looked fine and felt fine, but it wasn't the coziest nonstop sock that was ideal and really designed to be worn in the hospital. Um, and one of the biggest struggles was, you know, as a young entrepreneur who didn't have, um, you know, a strong network, who didn't have, uh, you know, industry experience or industry connections was getting into the production world. You know, we wanted, uh, I wanted to, to make a really high quality product, but going and meeting with a manufacturer 
and saying, hey, we want to do a, a batch run of, you know, 250 pairs and create this really awesome product, they kind of look at you and laugh, right? And um, Yeah, they're so probably think, used, to, used to doing runs of, you know, 25 million pairs of socks. Exactly, exactly. So that was definitely a big hurdle. And, you know, on the, 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 the sock design itself, too, you know, to learn about, um, you know, what fabrics breathe better, what fabrics insulate better, um, how to to source, you know, phthalate-free non-slip grips so that they would be approved to be worn in the hospital. Um, little things like that really kind of added up on the, the product design side. And as far as distribution, I know right now you're selling, of course, on your website. Um, are there other avenues for distribution that you're exploring? I mean, it seems like hospital gift shops would be a no-brainer, you know, it, it places where you can easily reach that target customer. What's what's that look like, and are there other plans for that for distribution? Absolutely. So uh, it's definitely something that we're keeping an open mind about, um, and we have experimented with it on a small scale. Um, you know, we've done, uh, like, local boutique shops um, in the areas where the the designers, so the patients, the kids that we're working with, where they're from, we've done a couple like little boutique stores in their areas. Um, and it's something that I think as we grow, want to do more of. You mentioned hospital gift shops just make a ton of sense, right? Um, and so I think moving forward, that will become more of a priority. Um, at this point, as a, a lean team of two, um, you know, the direct-to-consumer model is a lot easier to manage. It's a lot easier to tell our story. Um, and so right now, that's that's where we are with uh, ambition to grow. That's great. Uh, Lexi, I, I love the grassroots marketing you guys have done thus far and, and just getting the word out there like on a street level. And we know you're on tour right now. Tell us a little bit about the tour and, and, and some of the upcoming dates and what I could expect yeah. if I see you guys on the road. <laughs> um, one thing that I think surprises everyone is that we are in a sock-wrapped Airstream. <laughs> that is our vehicle of choice. So we started, our first stop was in Chicago, and then we previously were in Cincinnati. Currently, we're in Boston. We'll be at Natick Mall, and then we have plans to go to Philadelphia and back down to North Carolina. Um, but really just the hardest part for us has been finding the opportunity to share the story. Once we can chat with people and get talking with them and they hear about our mission and what we're doing, um, everyone is very eager to support us. But it's been a challenge for us to really encapsulate everything that goes into the socks and what they represent just through say like an Instagram post or a Facebook post, um, unless you're continuously following along and you know, keeping up with what we're doing. It's a large message to relay. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. We've been able to engage a lot of people along the way and kind of share our story. So that's great. Are you selling right there on, on site at the tour? We are. Yes, we have um, pop up shops that are designed around the Airstream. So we have um, all of our socks on display and people can come by and they can write a note um, that we will pass along to either a child or caregiver who will receive our donation in the nearest hospital. And then they can also take a Polaroid photo. So um, the idea with the photo is that 
not only do the people receiving the socks get to kind of attach a face to um, the person that provided that donation for them, but they also can walk away, you know, taking a little piece of their experience and um, continue to think about our brand once they go back home. So cool. Jake, what's on the roadmap for 2020 for Resilience Gives? Oh, man. Um, you know, it's funny when we left, uh, both Chicago and Cincinnati, um, the social, social workers we were working with at the children's hospital. So Larry children's in Chicago and then Cincinnati children's, uh, asked us when we were coming back and, you know, being, um, East coast based, you know, getting out to the Midwest in an airstream wasn't, um, it didn't happen overnight, right? There was a lot of planning. Uh, but you know, the, the funny thing is people just kind of assume that this is going to happen again, that we're going to have a pop-up shop in their area and then uh, more stock donations at their hospital. Um, and so, you know, Lexi and I have in those moments where we get the question of when are we coming back, we kind of look at each other and we're like, are we, are we going to do another tour? <laughs> um, so, you know, I think uh, first things first, we'll wrap up uh, 2019 um, and, you know, give ourselves a chance to reflect on it, um, work on, on growing awareness of the brand um, and what exactly that looks like, whether it's another tour, whether it's, you know, more uh, e-commerce focused, uh, I think is still, still on the table. And how can our listeners learn more about Resilience Gives? Absolutely. So they should head over to our website, which is www.resilience.gives. So that's R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-C-E dot G-I-V-E-S. And they should also follow us on social at Resilience Gives, one word. And we'll put links to your website and all of your social uh, channels in the show notes of the show. I can't thank you guys enough for joining us today. Your brand is exactly what this show is all about. Uh, Jake Teitelbaum, Lexi Corian of Resilience Gives, thanks so much for being with us today. And folks at home, thanks for joining us on another episode of Brands That Matter. Remember, if you just stumbled onto the show today, please go and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review because it definitely helps uh, spread the word about great brands like the one you heard of today. Jake, Lexi, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, John. It's an honor. Join us next week for another episode of Brands That Matter. And please... Leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about York and Chapel, visit yorkandchapel.com.